Welcome to Neurons to Nirvana, a platform for creative forces that embrace the unconventional and the quest for artistry, humanity, innovation, health, and healing of the mind and soul. Join me, Tom Hartridge, on a journey celebrating experiences unbound by physical borders or traditional norms from inside the mind to the far reaches of the universe. This is Neurons to Nirvana. Hey everyone, this is Tom Hartridge and you're watching Neurons to Nirvana. Just before performing, I had the privilege to sit down with retro garage R&B band Greyhounds, Anthony Farrell and Andrew Trube to discuss the writing and touring process. And we also reminisce with collaborating and writing with Susan Tedeschi and Derek Trucks of Tedeschi Trucks Band. All the while, Russell and I recall a very faithful night where I met my mentor, Ike Stubblefield, and we have totally two different perspectives on that evening. In this short episode, we also have the privilege of going in the inner workings of my mind while I insert myself and introduce myself to the traveling member of the band and Lakota Greyhorse. Well, thank you, fellas. Thanks, Greyhounds. How many times have you performed here? I think we've only done this one other time. And what is it about Utopia Fest that brought you back? Well, Travis reached out and said, <laughs> hey, you guys feel like playing? Well, that's exactly how I got here. Yeah, yeah. My, uh, my producer and editor is friends with Travis, yeah, so yeah. here we are. No, it's beautiful. I mean, you know, it's not too hard to get us to come out here and play music. Beautiful location out here at Thor Sisters, and yeah, pretty nice. So which one of you put an ad out to join the band? Oh, that was me. Yeah? Well, yeah. What did the ad say exactly? Keyboard player wanted funky jazz. I think. I don't know, Farrell. What did it say to you? Remember? I don't even recall, man. It was definitely brief. It was the first one I saw, so. Maybe like funk <laughs> organ player, <laughs> funk keyboard, jazz. I don't know. Yeah, I, I had a friend uh, suggest to me. You should look in the classifieds ads to, to find some people to play with because I'd never had really uh, played in any group or anything like that. Yeah, and there's no Craigslist or Facebook yeah. or any of that shit. This is pre like, this is LA Weekly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we literally like I mean I went downtown and to the weekly, right? That's right. Yeah, and I got an ad. Love I think, it. I think it was like twelve dollars. Right on. Yeah. So I'm a huge, <laughs> I'm a huge fan of uh, Derek Trucks and Susan Tedeschi. You've performed with Susan, right? Yeah, yeah. We've been fortunate enough to to work with them many times over the years. Yeah. How many times have you all played with them? I couldn't even couldn't even put a number on that. Yeah, I would say maybe yeah. I don't know. We have a whole album of a tour we did with yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. It's called Heaven on Earth. And it's all from the uh, whole West Coast tour we did with Derek and Susan. But yeah, so it's pretty cool. Well, I mean, they, they just handed us the tracks. They're like, we've been recording y'all sets every night, you know, Bobby T's. And we were like, are you kidding me? So we like, <laughs> he gave them to us, you know, and then we were like, this is, we put it out because it was just cool, you know. And yeah, those Derek and Susan have always been super generous, wonderful they're people. Some of the greatest yeah. people in the business. Like, there's some people to look look up to. Absolutely. Yeah. So we have mad respect for them. A mentor for me was Ike Stubblefield. You guys ever heard of him? Oh yes, yes. 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 So he is the inspiration, the catalyst why I'm even sitting here. 
he uh, was my second interview and uh, he was introducing me to musicians and his intent was Warren Haynes and Susan Tedeschi and, and Derek and uh, a number of people. Yeah. And, but he, unfortunately, as you all know, he passed away last year. Yeah. I was there when he, uh, I took the red eye and I was there when he was under the care of hospice and he was a little frustrated because I don't think he knew my mom was passed away last year. But uh, as soon as I walked into the room, he couldn't talk anymore, but he, he kind of perked up and I said, I promise you, I'm going to launch this podcast and you will be my first episode. That's awesome. Right, cool. Perfect. Yeah, man. Yeah. Perfect. He was a true inspiration. And uh, if any of you guys know, knew him, he was a true professional. His work ethic was off the charts. Yeah, well, uh, you know, I wasn't lucky enough to know him personally, you know, but I got to see him perform a couple of times. I think the last time I saw him was in town in Austin uh, with uh, Walter Wolfman. Yep. Came and, and, I was at that show. Yeah. I met him at Anton's. That's how we, we sparked up. In a, and I just, uh, fake it till you make it. I said, yeah. uh, I've got a podcast and I would love to interview. And then we became friends for four years until he passed away yeah i yeah. love that guy and i played with him at that show i felt in for him uh, uh, you were there and he gave me fucking hell he, <laughs> okay <laughs> this is why I, I, I was hoping these i love that guy i was hoping somebody would bring up how like he how intense his professionalism because uh, he was a dictator 100 <laughs> but his intentions it was a perfectionism like it, oh it, he's it, a legend he wanted yeah. everything to sound perfect yeah 100 and i had the uh i had the blessing to be his roadie for his new year's eve show like a year year and a half before he passed and boy was he busting my balls <laughs> he's like don't you, that's a tenth million that's a ten thousand dollar b i go i, I know i i know that's yeah, yeah, a ten thousand yeah. dollar b3 hammond but he was an epic player and had lots yeah. of roots in new orleans and so Speaking of New Orleans in a good segue, like I saw that you guys have uh, recorded with Stanton more, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, we recorded with uh, Stanton and uh, Robert, Robert Mercurio. Yeah. Galactic. We had a studio called Truck Farm, which is now defunct. But uh, that, was our first, that was our first real record. Yeah. Yeah. And but, we, yeah. that was what, like 2014? Shit. No. No. It was before like, that. Okay. 20, 2011. Yeah, a little before that too, man. Yeah, uh, thank you. 2007. Yeah, it was before How that. How many bowls? No, no, we are. We did that recording in like I want to say it was maybe 03, 02, Okay, 03. that sounds about 04. right. 04. I think it was 04. 04. Right I'm gonna there, go with yeah. 04. All right. Yeah, yeah. That was okay. a fun record. Man. Yeah. yeah. We went to New Orleans and recorded that at this Goat Boy Studios. That's Goat right. Boy. Yeah, Ani DeFranco sings on that. Oh, she yeah. was like hanging out next door. We got mm -hmm. her to come over and hang out. And yeah, it was a pretty magical. Dave Printer. That's right, Dave Printer. We got to use his uh, Wurlitzer. Yeah, he came by and hung out. The dude <laughs> yeah. from Soul Asylum. I don't even know. Oh, of course. Runaway train never yeah. coming back. <laughs> yeah, that guy. That was we my. We were like, holy that shit, was you're my, that guy. That was my teenage years, man. <laughs> yeah, that guy. Yeah, it was that really one weird. hit wonder. Yeah, I was like, dude, you dated one owner writer, right? That's yeah, right. Yeah, man. That's right. Oh, man, I had so many questions, bro. But I, <laughs> I, kept it, I kept it together. Anyway, sorry. I'm no, this is what I yeah, did. Yeah. Riffing. Who doesn't? 
So tell me about what you guys got going on uh, coming up after Utopia. Where are you playing next? Man, we're flying out to the West Coast for a couple of dates, uh, going to San Francisco, Los Angeles. Then we come home for a few days and we're going to Europe. We're doing a Europe run. Um, uh, we're working on a new album too, but that'll be out way back. But we're about to put out an EP okay. called Adobe. And me and Farrell went out to Marfa and rented an Adobe house. That is my spiritual place, man. Nice. Yeah. yeah. I love it out there, man. Yeah. No, it's it, a trip. And uh, we went out there and rented a old house in Adobe with thick walls as we want to make some noise. And it was on the other side of town. And like, took he brought all his recording gear that he has, Farrell. And then we just like, there were two bedrooms. Right. And, uh, um, and then we just set everything up in the living room. Perfect. But we like watch movies and cook dinner and then maybe record. And like we came up with some tunes and we're going to put it where they're coming out. At a, at, they're coming out the 12th. This month. Yeah. Like, like, in like almost there. It's uh, today three days. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so yeah, That's you can awesome, check man. it out wherever Absolutely. you listen to stuff online. So yeah, we got a lot of things happening. We're pretty excited about. How long are you going to be in Europe? For a couple of weeks. We'll be there a couple of weeks. During the pandemic, were you all like, how did you write music together? Were you were you able to be with each other? Oh, yeah. yeah we a lot of artists out. had to. Yeah, 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 yeah. We have a studio, man. Like, okay, yeah, perfect. we just all hung out. Once we got to a certain point, it was kind of like, well, you know, it, yeah, you got to continue living. You we're know? all going to get this We together. took it pretty serious in the beginning, and then it was like, well, it got to a point where you know, you can't, you can't let fear dictate your life forever, you Absolutely. know? And, uh, so thank yeah. God. Well, I kind of look at it like this, man, you know, uh, I mean, I remember advanced physical science, Yeah, yeah. you know, it's basic stuff. So, you know, whatever, man. I mean, Hey, everybody believes different things and cause it's all about how you come up and what you're exposed to. And, you know, that's it. Yeah. So, you know, you got to rationalize it. The world doesn't make sense. It really doesn't sometimes, but you know, you got to figure it out for yourself because it's your, your journey. It's your you know? choice. Yeah, your exactly. No. Yeah, absolutely. You <laughs> so, plant medicine, man. Yeah, he's, let's talk about plant medicine. What do, what do you do? Me? Plant medicine. Plant medicine. Yes, I do um, quite a bit medicine ceremonies when uh, they harvest some uh, peyote from Big Ben, and we'll do some um, meetings. They're called meetings, and um, the chief will come down from Texas, from Mexico. And uh, we'll put a teepee up, and it's a way of doing it. And we had a heavy chief from New Mexico coming down, um, Chief Marvin Swallow. Yep. And he was doing a meeting. And over there, meetings are not where you fall asleep. You go in at 8 o'clock in the evening, and you bring your intentions, and you get ready. And you don't get out till the next day at 11. That's right. And you... Uh, you have different rounds of medicine and you'll take either buttons and you'll take mush 
and you'll take tea and you'll take whatever till it's gone. You don't have to take it. It's not mandatory, but you can just put your hand in front of your mouth. But it's a beautiful ceremony. It's it's a medicine. Uh, trust me, people tell me, man, I did peyote. I said, how was it? Oh, man, I felt it. You're lying. Yep. Um, it's nothing yeah. like that. It's a medicine. It's going to heal what you need. If, it, your, if your heart is hurting, if you got a broken arm, yep. whatever needs to be healed, that's how that Pejuta works. I've, and, uh, yeah, absolutely. And we do meetings at my house. And when I go to North Dakota, South Dakota admission uh, for uh, Sundance around the White River oh, nice. at Leonard Crow Dogs uh, uh, ceremony, we do that. Some of the people at, in our tribe will pray Mescalero Apache, but they'll still pray with the Lakota because that's the prophecy. Mm-hmm. And we're all joined together and Crow Dog opened that up to a bunch of people we pray with. I went to my first ceremony in Ecuador because I thought it would be safe because that's the only in the Amazonian basin for ayahuasca. It's the only country that per se like requires a certification or a licensing for shaman. Dude, that's too deep for me. I, I know. I, I don't know. mess that's, with that energy. No, that's so not, that I'm exactly. Not, so that was woo, that was me. That, that was, no, listen. So this was me thinking, overthinking, like from the Western world. You said it thinking overthinking (laughs) and uh what i realized was is it was a beautiful experience but i went there to heal because i'd lost my best friend my father who died of cancer yeah 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 yeah. and the two ceremonies where i took ayahuasca so i have adhd i'm a feeler i wear my emotions on my sleeve and if if there's a female or male if somebody's in pain I've, I'm going to be distracted and like I can't stay in my experience. Well, that's where <laughs> my brother Aho Ishka Dalte. That means stay in your heart yes. and out of your head. And exactly. Because it, it's everything, Dalte. And you got to put up this wall that you need to to protect you from that energy. Exactly. And that's what that medicine does for Apache people. And many other tribes use I it know. too. but. It's heavy medicine. But one of the shamans was using the Lakota. So they do. Yeah, yeah. And it's. They do. There's a beautiful. You all. There's a beautiful message. And he took it. And and, uh, hopefully you're all right. But like from that area, Apache, Lakota. But it wasn't pure. So after. Because it was, you know, it's not from. We were doing it in Ecuador, so yeah, it's not from there, man. Right. So what happened was, is I decided we all I made friends with the retreat, and I decided, and they're like, "What? What are you going to do next?" I said, "I'm going to Peru, man." Well, what are you doing? I said, "I'm I'm going to do a ceremony by myself." Why would you do that? Because I want to go all in for my healing. And I, my father had passed away for five years. I'd been going for five years, and I was grieving on and off. What ended up happening was his mother Aya came me came to me and she picked me up, spanked the shit out of me. It was like it's up. it's not about your dad, it's about your mom. Oh wow. And so she gave me the strength to go back and my mom I found out had was sick and I took care of her before she passed away. Oh, cool. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Heavy medicine. It is heavy medicine. To all my relations. Ishka Delta means I use it a lot 
when I talk and when I go on the road with the Greyhounds because that's how we we tour. We're in our hearts, and it's everything to us, and that's what Dalt Bear means. And uh, I'm so honored to be with these guys always, and my life has changed since they've come into my life. And uh, I mean, at my age, you know, most people are getting ready to, <laughs> but you know, it's like uh, I'm on a different mission in life, you know, right. and I am honored and I share my Pejuta, which is sacred energy with these guys. And uh, I love writing music with them because these guys are, yeah, you write. No, they're, you guys are amazing, man. I really dig your music. Chugmani Tutanka, that's his name given by my uncle Eagle Elk. He's Lakota. And he was in the Wounded Knee when he was 13. He knew Russell Means, and I got to see him in ceremony. Oh, wow. But he was Crow Dog and him, and he was one of the lookouts in Wounded Knee. And he gave him his name. Chukmani Tutanka means the wolf. Yes. Because he drives from state to state because I'm right next to him. And he doesn't sleep. And that's what a wolf does. And Mugato, oh, yeah. Blue Duck, <laughs> that's his name given to him. Right. Yeah. yeah. Chapa. Russell, what is yours? Chapa. Chapa. He's Chapa. beaver. Beaver. Yeah, he carries some beaver medicine around his neck sometimes. Aho. Yeah. Aho. Well, fellas, man, I really appreciate your time, man. Yeah, yeah, certainly. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. Thank you so it much. It was heavy. That's what it was. Aho. Well. We got deep. All right. That's what I do. I talk about mental health and music. You know, um, you got to go find the nearest indigenous people, you know, in this area of Texas and they're everywhere, and uh, many come at you with all kinds of, this is how it's done, but find you an indigenous person and do you a sweat lodge and yep. make sure to do the ceremony right. And people, they, when they ask you for money, don't go. It's tobacco. It's when tobacco. they say bring your tobacco and your intentions, that's the place to go. Because yep. I pray with people all over the world when they ask me, what do I bring? I can bring it. Where do I, I can go get this expensive. T- and you're, you're not getting the point. Tobacco carries your prayers to the Creator. That's so right. just bring tobacco and your intentions, and you can't lie to the Creator. I hope. I hope. Fellas, I can't thank you enough, man. Can't wait to see you on stage. Yeah, man. Appreciate you. Thank you, bro. I truly hope that you enjoyed gaining insight from the Greyhounds as well as a little bit of my mind as I collaborated and riffed with Greyhorse. Next week we're going to feature Carrie Fussell of the Calliope Musicals which is a very touching I found to be a very touching and fun and funky conversation where we reveal a bunch about both of ourselves. As always I want to thank you the listener and viewer for watching this episode. This is Neurons to Nirvana. 